Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. So we are so excited that you are here. Um, this is our very, very first episode. This is something that Rhonda and I have really been having some conversations about desiring to do. I am Pastor Seth Thompson. And just to tell you a little bit about myself, in case you don't know me, I am married, been married for about eight years now to Morgan. I have two kids. Uh, I have Emery, who is four, and Walt, who is five. And uh, they are both in school, Emory and Pre-K, and Walt's in kindergarten. Uh, so life happens for us sometimes very, very, very fast. And um, uh, but it's but it's really good. And, and I want to introduce you to my co-host. It's uh, Pastor Rhonda, and I'll let her tell her uh, tell you a little bit about herself. Yeah, my name is Pastor Rhonda Fry, and I do enjoy singing. I love worship. I love teaching. I love preaching. I love to write. I love to write songs and write articles and those kind of things. But I really, really enjoy my family. I've been married. Eric and I, we've been together, married for almost 34 years. And we have three grown kids and, believe it or not, five grandbabies that keep us so busy. Uh, I know grandbabies are always a great thing. And yeah. uh, my my in-laws and my mom and dad always say, you know, that great, I mean, grandkids are just way better than kids themselves. <laughs> and uh, I'm not there yet, you know, but uh, maybe one day down the road uh, we'll be able to get there. So obviously, you know, Rhonda and I, we've been really great friends. Uh, I've served in the area for for quite a long time as well uh, as a pastor at some other churches. And so we've got a been able to develop a, a really, really close friendship for several years now. And uh, now God's really led us to a place where we're actually working together. We're right. on the same staff. And, uh, and so that's been absolutely amazing for me uh, just just to, to have that opportunity to work with Rhonda because I mean, she's absolutely amazing at what she does. And, um, <laughs> well, you are too. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, um, but it's, it's just been so good. And so um, as we've been teaming up, like I said, we've been having just a lot of conversations about, man, you know, what, what, what are some things that we can do to try to minister? And, um, you know, I, I'm excited about what this ministry might actually mean for people. Right. We do both love the traditional church ministry and we have a heart to minister to people, but we also have a heart to minister to people in non-traditional ways. We uh, really want to share the love of Jesus outside these four walls. So we do share that um, desire. And honestly, this just flows out of our appreciation for what God is doing in our own hearts, in our own lives. I'm still not over the fact that that Jesus rescued and redeemed me, and he is still working in my heart and my life. And I know Pastor Seth feels the same, and we just want people to experience this love and transforming power of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely, and, and this is a great tool. You know, I'm so thankful for these type, type of tools for us to be able to to do this, to be able to have these conversations, to be able to invite you, the listener, um, into some of the conversations that Rhonda and I have. Uh, that's really one of the great things about working together yes. is we get to have all of these great conversations about life, about theology, about philosophy, about, man, just so many different things. And, you know, oftentimes we get to the end and it's like, man, we wish other people could join us. Well, right. now there's tools, you know, that we can do that. And this is one of those tools that we can utilize. And so we're so thankful for this tool. And we are so excited that you will hopefully be joining and coming along with uh, see, the goal of this podcast is going to be encourage everyone in their daily journey of life because we all go through things. We all go through so many things in life. Right. And uh, we want to focus on stories of of real people, uh, really even Bible stories. So the story really is a powerful thing. And um, if we can leverage it and use it, um, then it really can encourage people. It can give people hope. It can give people even grace and mercy maybe that they need in their life. 
And so we really want to try to leverage the the idea of story and how do we use story, uh, like I said, even Bible stories, because they were real people uh, as well, you know, and sometimes right. we, we lose fact of that, uh, that they were actual real, you know, life people uh, who were going through all different kinds of scenarios in life. And then there's a lot that we can learn and, and glean from them as well. Um, and, and so how we're going to do this is there's going to be, you know, focus on scripture. Um, once again, truly trying to be the real church, which how do we understand maybe how to be the real church is, is we, we study scripture. And so we're going to be looking at scripture and we're going to be following a thing called the lectionary. So the lectionary is a big word, and I know a lot of people, they may hear that word and say, oh my goodness, uh, is this going to be a high church thing? Um, It's not going to be that. We want to make sure that you know that it's not going to be that. Um, But it is going to be the thing that we're going to follow scripture-wise because it's it's a beautiful picture of the church. It's a beautiful um, picture of of, of how we are to live the life of Jesus. And so that's why we want to follow it, because essentially it's just a calendar. And there's scriptures that kind of go along with the story of Jesus. And so as we go through the Gregorian calendar, uh, the church follows the lectionary calendar uh, where we're, we're journeying through the life of Jesus through the year. And so every year we, we journey through that. And so we're going to utilize that as a part of what we do. Right. And I think what we're really trying to do is that how do we take that scripture and apply it to real day, real everyday life with real people? Um, you know, we are honestly just enjoying this this life, following the calendar and living this kingdom life because it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun to just live the Christian way and to follow Jesus. And we enjoy um, just everyday kingdom living. Um, in fact, Guess what, Seth? Guess what today is? What is today? Today is National Sandwich Day. I love me some sandwiches. <laughs> me too. What's your favorite kind of sandwich? Okay, so I'm a little weird about sandwiches. I don't like anything with vegetables. I like I like my salad and I like my sandwich. Don't combine the two. Sure. I like the meat, the bread, the cheese, and that's just about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, mine is probably really just generic. And I've, I've told people this and they're like, man, there's no way. Um, but I really could eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> every day for the rest of my life. And I think I would be all right. Um, and like I said, a lot of people hear that. And they're like, how in the world? There's no way. Um, my son, um, he's in kindergarten. And um, he, every day, he takes a sandwich for his lunch because he's a really, really picky eater. And the sandwich that he takes every day to lunch is actually, it's it's a ketchup sandwich. And that's pretty much oh, it. It's a ketchup oh. sandwich. Um, now, I will give him credit because he also <laughs> takes Cheez-Its and he puts the Cheez-Its in his ketchup sandwich. So it's almost like a crunchy like ketchup a crunchy, sandwich. Crunchy, <laughs> kind of sandwich. But uh, we try to get him to take stuff. I mean, all the time we, we're trying to offer him, hey, maybe you want to take this in your lunch. And he's like, nope, want a ketchup nope. sandwich. And so literally every day of pre-K, that's what he took. And so far in kindergarten, every day, that's been pretty much what he's taking. Well, it must be pretty nutritious because he is growing and he, he seems gr- to be healthy and he's doing well. Well, he, he loves bread. Once again, I do too. That's that's my downfall. So we're trying to make sure he realizes bread's not always the great thing to help you grow. But uh, do you have a favorite sandwich shop? Oh, yeah. I'm a firehouse girl. Yeah. I love me some firehouse. We were just at firehouse the other day and uh, with some other pastors. And so I do enjoy firehouse. I haven't really ventured out crazy in the, I've done like Jersey Mike a couple times, That's um, good. but, um, but I haven't ventured out 
uh, crazy, crazy far when it comes to that. <laughs> right. And we like Publix, too. I don't know if you've ever tried the deli, but yeah, it's good. The boar's head? Is that, yeah. Yeah, the boar's yeah, head yeah, deli. Yeah, the turkey. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, see, we are real people. We like to do real life things. We enjoy life together. But we can also be very serious. Um, and I feel like to, to really grow and learn in our walk, we have to get our our grip on Scripture and what does it mean and how can I apply it to my life today? So, yeah, there's a very serious side to kingdom living. Yeah, and, and, and so now we really want to try to move in, once again, just to that segment. And we, we're not going to announce these every time, but we want to try to get you maybe in the flow that we feel like this show may be going. And, and you know, we all we want you to be... We want you to journey with us. You know, there, we may have to make some changes and stuff down the road because uh, we just we want to make it this as, as good as we can so we can try to get as many listeners as we can. Um, but um, we're, we're getting ready to kind of move into what we would call our real church segment where we're going to look at scripture um, and, and begin to try to figure out, man, how does how does this once again apply to my everyday life? Because scripture does that. And uh, like I said, we're going to be looking at the lectionary and there's a lot of lectionary passages, um, but we'll just be focusing um, on one or two um, every time we get together. Right. So this week we're going to look at Luke chapter six, verses 23. Thompson, I'm the- then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich! For you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. And woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But I say to you who are listening, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who asks of you. And if anyone takes away what is yours, do not ask for it back again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is such a great passage uh, of Scripture. More often than not, we really read this more so not necessarily out of Luke but we always kind of go back to the Sermon on the Mount and uh, we see a lot of these and what's cool about Luke is we have these blessings but then we also have these woes and uh, what essentially what Jesus was really trying to do because these are the words of Jesus himself um, these are in red letters in the scripture uh, is he's trying to set up his kingdom here on earth and he's really establishing that his kingdom is is different Right. It's so much different than maybe how the world operates. That there's this way that the world kind of goes about doing things, and his kingdom is, is going to be totally different than how the world operates, which for us should give us a lot of, of hope, and it should okay. give us a lot of, of um, it should be freeing for us in such a beautiful way. Um, and so he goes through these blessings. 
Um, now, a lot of people would read this and they would say, man, that's, that's hard. That right. is really difficult. How can I do that? Especially when he kind of gets even further down and he talks about loving your enemy and forgiving mm. and, and making hard. sure that you do. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and, and a lot of people might read this too and say, oh, well, he's saying, you know, that we've, we just got to be the doormat that people walk on. And, and I don't think that that's necessarily what he's saying within this passage as well. Um, but, you know, God gave us creativity and gave us imagination to be able to utilize it in a way um, essentially to be able to expose darkness and evil kind of for what it is. But once again, that's, that's very, very hard. That's not easy. A lot of people, they might read that and say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to forgive my enemies. I don't. Right. Um, and we can't do that essentially without the help of the spirit, without, you know, a relationship with Jesus that where we realize that we didn't deserve forgiveness. We didn't deserve all those things. And so we, we can't live this out live this kingdom out apart from the reality of, of his spirit and his help within us. And, uh, and so it's hard. It's not easy. Right. It's, 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 it's something that, you know, there's a lot of pastors and preachers out there that they promise, Hey, if you come to Jesus, then everything's going to be gravy. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. You have all the money in the bank that you want and all this. And, right. and that's just not true because as we know, like life happens, things right. happen. People do bad things to us. Um, people do bad things to our families. Um, and so the question for us, and especially when it comes to kingdom, is is what is going to be our response? Is it going to be a response in the same way that the world responds? Or are we going to respond different in this this kingdom mindedness and realize that, that maybe there's there's blessing to the lowly, there's blessings to people who are willing to forgive, um, there's blessings for people who are, are willing to give, um, and and really realizing that we live for something different than maybe the world actually lives for. Right. That's good. That is so good because it is hard. I mean, the expectations are high, but I love the fact that the Lord will help us. He will help us live that kind of a life. And that kind of brings us to a segment of real people, you know, and one of my favorite scriptures, one of my favorite characters in the Bible is Peter. I love it. I love him because sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes he is so wrong, but I love how how Jesus has been so patient with him. And I love the story. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but I'm sure you all remember the story of when um, Jesus went to the mountain to pray and he put the disciples on the boat. And as you know, the storm blew up, the winds were just howling. And I can imagine it was dark and how scary that was to, to have the winds just blowing and, you know, just tossing this boat to and fro. And they were really crying out. They were just, I can just hear all these men just screaming, you know, because they're so scared. And as if that wasn't bad enough, they look and they see someone just walking on the water towards the boat. And that would have totally creeped me out. Yeah, so they're, you know, freaking out because now they, they see what they think is a ghost. And, um, of course, Jesus, you know, he calms them down. He sees that they are just beside themselves. And he says, hey, guys, chill out. It's just me. You know, I think the, the official word is do not fear. It is I. But he's saying to them, hey, I'm here. And I guess because maybe the storm was so loud, maybe Peter, you know, wasn't real sure he didn't recognize his voice. And he says, if it's really you, call me out there, command me to come out there. And Jesus was like, okay, come on. And I can just imagine one leg at a time going over that boat and then his feet touched the water. And I don't know if water creeped into his sandal so that he was reminded that it was water, but nonetheless, he started walking towards Jesus. 
I can't imagine one foot in front of the other walking to Jesus. And I can imagine Jesus had his, his hands out towards him. But then scripture tells us that he he is distracted by the wind. He he see, of course he you know, nothing has changed at this point. The winds are still howling and and he is walking, but then he got distracted. And as soon as he did, he started to sink. And what I love about the story is Jesus didn't say, what's wrong with you? Why are you sinking? You know, he doesn't really reprimand him. But what he does is he sticks his hand out. The Bible says immediately. He sticks out his hand and he grabs Peter and he pulls him back up. And then he says something like, you know, did you doubt me? Or, you know, he says something about his little faith. And I think sometimes we can read that and we can read that in a harsh way. But I like to imagine maybe he said, you doubt me, you know, and maybe smile name. I'm here. And then I love this too. It says that they, you know, when they got back in the boat, you know, everything calmed down. But I like to think about, well, how'd they get back to the boat? You know, did Jesus take him by the hand and walk with him? Mm. You know, so did he experience walking on water hand in hand with Jesus? Or perhaps maybe Jesus walked behind him and he coached him, you know, to walk back to the to the boat. Or maybe Jesus just picked him up like a sack of potatoes and threw him (laughs) over his shoulder. It doesn't really tell us. All we know is they got back in the boat and immediately everything calmed down. That is such a story. And I think there's just so many things that we can pull from that. But I love the fact that that Jesus immediately responded, even though he was falling into the water, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. And I think that says a lot of what he will do for us when we are in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's such an encouraging story. Once again, for us, it should be, man, it should give us hope. It should give us encouragement. It should give us joy. Uh, a lot of those things. I heard a pastor talking about this one time, and um, he, he, he came from, I mean, from a different angle, which is great. And, you know, I think that's what's so beautiful about Scripture is as we explore it, and there's all of these different angles that we can begin to come from to try to look at it, to try to respond to it. And um, he, he was talk, talking about this, maybe this different angle that really I had never seen. And um, it just, it's it's such a beautiful reality because the reality is we often think about this passage and we think that Peter essentially loses faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. but Jesus still walks on water. Um, and so Jesus asked this question. He says, why did you doubt? Um, and it's not that Peter necessarily doubted Jesus. No, who did Peter doubt? He doubted himself. Right. He doubted that he could actually do this. And to be a disciple uh, essentially means that you knew and your goal was to be exactly like your rabbi. And so Jesus would have been the rabbi of all of these disciples. And so uh, that's why Peter would have walked out on the water, because Mm -hmm. if Jesus, my rabbi, is doing that, then as a disciple, I believe that that is my call, and that is what I want to do is get out there and walk on the water because I want to be just like Jesus. And so Peter jumps out of the boat, he falls, and Jesus says, why did you doubt? And what's so beautiful about this story is Peter doubted himself, Mm -hmm. but Jesus believed and knew that Peter could actually do it. Right. And that's such a cool thought and process because we do that in life in the of, of when we're going through and, and living life and even in our discipleship process. There are so many times that we read passages like this and it's so easy for us to doubt and say, Man, I can I can never live the kingdom life. I can never live 
how Jesus wants me to live. And so we doubt ourselves so easily and so many mm-hmm. times and we get out there and the storms of life happens and life just is kind of going on all around us and we're trying to walk on water. And it's so easy if we're not careful to doubt ourselves and our ability to be able to live the kingdom and to do the kingdom and to do all of these things that, that Jesus calls us to do. And, and it, we are so easy to forget that Jesus calls us to this. Right. And he would not call us to something that we would not be able to accomplish. I don't think. Right. I don't, He's <laughs> not going to leave us alone to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. And so Jesus believes in Peter and he says, why did you doubt? I believed in you. You can do this. And I think Jesus would probably tell us the same thing today right. uh, as we go through life. That so many times when we doubt and we have man, all of this that just kind of creeps into our mind that as life is happening around us, I think Jesus would say, why did you doubt? I believe in right. you. You can do this. And like, like you said earlier, the beautiful thing is that as Peter has this story essentially that happens, as they get into the boat, his story doesn't just affect him. Once right. again, it affects all of the other disciples. Mm-hmm. And immediately the disciples, they were no longer struggling. Right. They were no longer having a hard time because immediately they made it to the other side. Right. And that's that's what we hope this podcast essentially becomes is as we tell stories, as we journey through scripture, as we listen, even do interviews with people down the road, as we share in these stories, hopefully we will realize that we are all in this together. Jesus believes in all of us that we can live this kingdom life and his desire for us is to live this kingdom life. And as we come together and our stories come together, hopefully we encourage each other so that maybe the work we're maybe doing and trying to fight against life, maybe it becomes a whole lot easier to actually get to the other side. Right. Together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so I'm so excited about this, this podcast and um, about where it's going to go. And um, like I said, we just pray and hope that you might journey with us um, as, as we see where it goes. Right. Well, I'm excited too, because I know that we can do this together. And I know that Jesus has great things in store for us and he is going to walk with us. He's going to call us to higher levels of faith, but he's not going to leave us stranded. He is going to be right there. And I love Peter's life. I love his, his whole testimony. I love the fact that towards, you know, the end of his life when he was in prison, you know, later on past this time, but when he was chained to soldiers and his head was going to roll the next day, the Bible tells us that he was sound asleep. He was sleeping like a baby. And I do believe it's because his faith was so rock solid in Jesus. And that's where I want to be. I want to have that kind of faith, to know that no matter what happens, he is for me, he is with me, and he is going to help me through absolutely everything, and he'll do the same for you. And I love this idea of the real church, real people, just because... Seth and I are pastors. It doesn't mean that we're in some other elitist kind of category that God does special things just for us. I think, and I I believe with all of my heart, that he is the same for everyone. Everyone has this equal access to, to Jesus and to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to walk in abundant living and victorious living. It's open to everyone. So, Absolutely. And like I said, it's just... It's, it's something that we want to invite you along because right. we believe in you. Jesus believes in you. And it is possible to truly live the kingdom life. And it's, it's such a fulfilling life. It's such an amazing life. Yes. It's, 
It's the best way to live life. Does that mean that we have a million dollars in the bank? No. Not exactly. Does it, like, does it mean that we don't ever get sick? Well, my kid just had strep throat this weekend and that I was dealing with. And then right. a couple of weeks ago, my, my daughter, she had her tonsils and adenoids taken out because she needed them taken out. No, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have hard times and difficulties in life, but it just, it means that when we go through those hard times, we know we're not alone. Right. And then beyond that, we know that Jesus actually believes in us, that you can live this kingdom life. You right. can do it even in the midst of the hard times you can have joy and you can have peace and you can have grace and mercy and hope and all of those things that lots of times the world doesn't have right we can have those things even in the midst of the trials of life the wind the storm we can still have all those things right and what a testimony because the world is watching Mm -hmm. and they are watching us deal with our our problems and our trials and those kind of things and they are watching and they see a difference when we can have peace and we can have joy through those things. And I don't know, I like to say it makes us little salty appetizers, <laughs> but that's what people, that's that's being the light. Um, it's not when our lives are perfect, but it's when we have this grace and this um, peace and joy when we go through those things. And like I said, that's available to everyone. That's right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Growing Hope Living Faith. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we absolutely. do have email. Um, you can email us at growinghopelivingfaith at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can check us out on our Facebook page, which mm-hmm. is Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. And uh, check us out there. We'll have a lot more information uh, on there. And you can definitely follow us there to make sure that you're staying up to date on all of our podcast episodes. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Grace and peace. Bye-bye.